Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is the world famous Joe Grande. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure. And Mr. World Famous Craig Wasserman from the Pot Brothers at Law. Missing today is Mr. Little Brother. We do miss him as he's out there surfing in... Laguna um, Beach. Laguna Beach. Laguna I don't Beach. think he's surfing. He's surfing. I no. seen him with the shirt off yesterday. He had his shirt off. He was trying to go live with the shirt off. People were like, yo, put that back on, bro. Yeah, we're calling him Casper the Friendly Ghost. And they said he had a machete <laughs> and all kinds of weird stuff. They're like, I think he's got a machete under those shorts. It was fun. Either way, we have Big Brother here. And that's all that counts, actually. And that's all that matters. <laughs> what you say goes when well, it comes to the Pop Brothers That's law. right. Listen. Well, we have an amazing show for you, Joe. Let us know what's going well, down. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. And, of course, if you ever want to be a part of the show, we love playing your voicemails. 800-420-1980. That number, again, is 800-420-1980. Make sure you check out our Instagram pages, Cannabis Talk 101. Uh, the Pop Brothers are law are at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Mark is at Law. Right here, Big Brother is at Waslaw Dog. My man Blue is at one Christopher Wright. I am at Joe Grande 52. Make sure you go check us out. And today on the show, we have a brother from Oakland who I love like my own brother. We've never slapped hands, or maybe we did back in the day, but I was so high, and maybe we were at the sound factory or somewhere else, and I can't recall, but Tucky Blunt, a.k.a. government name Alfonso, he's the co-owner of Blunts and More and Proud Papa's Clothing. Now, this is what's dope about this cat. He's the first person to open a dispensary in Oakland under the Social Equity Act. And if I'm not mistaken, is it Oakland or the world? The world. Yes, wow. the first person in the world to open. We're going to get to that story. If you want to check him out on Instagram, it's Tucky Blunt 80 on Twitter, Blunt Tucky. Um, we're going to talk about black ownership and cannabis. And, and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, sir. How you doing, brother? Man, man, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a, and a privilege. So I'm great. I'm, I'm ecstatic, actually. No, yeah. it's, it's really good. I've loved uh, seeing you uh, interview with our brother Sway and doing your thing there and all over the globe, getting all your national recognition. But one thing off top is, you know, you get popped back in the day. And to be a social equity owner, you have to have a criminal record. When I did the research on you, dog, to think you got busted for $80 worth of weed, man. Yep. That's let's, what gave yes. you the record? Let's talk 80, about that. What I happened? Mean, what, what was break that down story? That story. Like? Um, so that particular day, had they came about an hour earlier, 
total different circumstances. But but that particular day, <laughs> I was more just than $80 in the shooting for range. Yeah, if he, he, I came a little earlier. But um, I was getting back from the shooting range. I had a thing that I would do um, three times a week with one of the people I would buy my product from. We would always go to the shooting range after we did our transactions or whatever. And um, he dropped me off like normal. Not even three minutes later, cop pull up. Boom. We heard your car, your description has a gun and a weed in the car. So at the time, I didn't know the script. I had never been interacted with police ever yeah. in that nature. So I just kind of like, froze wait a minute i sound crazy well, you sound good you're good over here okay. no we can't now hear we you can't hear you okay hold on oh, there we, we go, go. We, we got you we got you okay. now okay cool 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 might have been the headphones so i kind of panicked and was kind of like asking him questions like what you arrested me for or whatever so long story short i had a gun in the car I had about eight bags of weed and I sold weed pastries at the time. So I had like carrot cakes, some banana nut breads, um, some chocolate chip cookies, all kind of stuff. So they took it. Um, the dude took me to jail. Um, was the gun and yours? That was it. I, got, I got felony probation, uh, 10 years of felony probation for $80 worth of weed. Was the gun they, yours? They didn't write you up on the yeah, gun. Yeah, the gun was mine, registered to me, registered to the address that um, I was in front of. Um, cause I was working to be a probation officer. I started work with Alameda County the Monday after they arrested me. Wow. And I ended up seeing the arresting officer on my first day Shut at lunch up. walking into the building. I'm like, I told you I work for the County. He was like, wow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't go back and get well, that luck, luck, Luckily there was no gun charge. That that's huge. That was no, huge. Oh no, that, no. I got charged with the gun and the weed. I got charged with both. Oh, you did? But they that's dropped. Why, that's why I got charged with the, um, yeah, I ended up getting everything dropped, sealed, expunged um like i can go get a gun again i can go like my life is back from charlie valid again but you know i got i got gun and weed charges and that's how i ended up um, getting the 10 years of felony probation back then in oakland if you caught a case of any type the mandatory minimum was the felony minimum five years of felony probation they were trying to get out to everybody i got 10 because i had two cases and then they was a little lenient i guess because they seen i wasn't like a they didn't know me as a dope dealer. You know what I'm saying? They just happened to get some information on me and called me. They would have never called me had I not got snitched. You know right. what I mean? So. Right. You know, one of the things, uh, Oakland, you know, speaking of Ooh. Oakland, is that your hometown? Born and raised. Born and raised Living in the town. You know, um, you know, right there on uh, where Osterdam University is or was, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, right across the street, there's a uh, there's a, a dispensary there. Are you familiar yes. with Are you familiar with that one? Yes. Okay, so that that dispensary, man, I went there one time. There's a little cafe, and I they had. You're gonna say you owned it? No, like, no, 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 no. My my buddies all my buddies all worked, you know, with those guys or something for a long time, years and years ago. And I was out yeah. there, you know, getting into some trouble, you know, trying to figure out, you know, get some stuff back or whatever. But we were at that dispensary, and and I remember it was just so there was such a huge line from you know all the way down the street and around the corner on that damn place and i ended up getting in there and taking one hershey kiss like a little hershey kiss thing that they had it was like a hash kiss or something like that and i was sitting inside of a a little cafe that's right there and i remember sitting there going man this 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 place is a rough town oh you know what i'm saying oakland ain't no joke right. bro you know what they say oh, uh. Yeah. It's just like yeah. Compton. I mean, it, it's it's a rough town in Oakland, man. So you know, growing up out there must have been must have been crazy, especially in the cannabis industry. You know, um, tell us about your five kids, man. Oh man, what do you say? I've been talking to one all day. My fifteen year old, he's a uh, hoop scholar. But uh, five kids. Oldest is twenty one. Um, youngest is twelve. I got twenty one, twenty, nineteen, fifteen, and twelve. Um, Three boys, two girls, so they all over the place. And um, yeah, they I got three of them out of my house already, so they grown doing their thing. I'm not a grandfather yet. Woohoo! Right? <laughs> yeah. Raised them right. I know that feeling. Man, they 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 chilling. Um my daughter's an aspiring DJ. She's really, really good at DJing my baby. And then my son that I've been talking to in the room all day. He's like, I mean this with 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 uh, as a dad, you know you don't want to give too much props. He's raw in basketball, and he's a 4.0 student. So, so he's just like his pops, then. Huh? He's just like his pops when it comes to the scholastics. You I mean, know, for cats that don't know, this guy so. right here, Alfonso, a.k.a. Tucky Blunt, I was going to bring it up, but 
Cats need to recognize when somebody gets a 4.0 in high school. You know what I mean? When you carry that, that shows a lot of just charisma of being able to buckle down because I never had a 4.0, period. I think my highest was a 3.5, and, and I mm-hmm. cheated to get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't like I deserved it. But, I right, mean, right. D- does school did school come easy for you? Because, I mean, how, how did you yeah. pull off a 4.0 like that? I was that? just going to say, for me, school was always easy, and I get this to my mom. Um, my dad helped me a lot, too, but I'm going to give this specifically to my mom. She had me training on like a little, it was like a, not cardboard, but a like, not construction paper. It's bigger than construction paper, but she made a chart. It had the numbers to 100, the months of the year, days of the year, um, uh, I mean, the days of the week or whatever. It had five timetables, 10 timetables, just a bunch of different stuff on it. And she started teaching that at like two years old. And once I got to school, it was just, pew, I skipped a grade in elementary. And school was always like, school to me was how I got out to go do my freedom so if i can bring home straight a's i can go do whatever i want to do because as long as i'm bringing my good grades home my parents let me do what i wanted to do so it was like all right i can do grades i can sell weed i can work and all i got to do is just go to school and bring you 4.0s oh i can do that and it was easy like it, I, I like to learn so sure so i mean do you do you think it, it's horrible to even think about the the silver lining or the blessing in disguise do you think you'd be an owner of a dispensary today if it had not been for that bust? No, I wouldn't be. No, 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 no. That's no. crazy. 100%. I, I wouldn't That's even, crazy. I, no way, no how would have even. I would have never got caught. I would have never qualified as an equity candidate because right. I had been selling weed right. for nine years with no police interaction because of how I sold my weed. I Correct. was never the man, but I was a man. You know what I'm saying? So I would have just kept level and been cool. I sold most of my weed at places I worked. So, right, right. That's now, a, a lot of people do that. Blunts and more is your is your um, a dispensary, and you also yes. have uh, the pop uh, proud Papa's clothing. Uh, let's talk yes. about that for a minute. Let's you know I, I believe you guys do donations and and you know you, you're giving back to the community as well. So I, I want to hear a little bit about that. Okay, so proud Papa's uh, was something I started in 2013, sitting at my desk in Alameda County. I just um. I woke up one day and was like, man, I would love to see a shirt with a silhouette of a black father with some kids. So I Googled black father silhouettes. Everything you can tell was a white person. Wow. No offense or whatever. So I was like, what can I do about that? Traded Proud Papas, made a silhouette, did a movement, um, helped fathers fill out paperwork and just different things they need to do. Been going on for a while. Kind of had to put it on the back burner because of Blunts and more. Um, with it being a dispensary and with me trying to get the message that people like us can own a successful space and franchise, that's kind of like taking a little more of importance as of right now. Uh, as far as giving back, we just put on a big event called the uh, I Got Five on the United Rebuild where we raised money for other dispensaries that were burglarized doing all the uprising behind the George Floyd murder. And we ended up giving back um, upwards around 20000 25000 to four four or five different dispensaries within the Bay Area. Now, so, let me ask you this. I'm real big. Go ahead. No, no, go on. You can finish. I'm sorry about that. I was going to say, I'm just real big on helping the community. community. Giving back. And the way that I grew up in Oakland, the community, I grew up, I'm 40. So I grew up in the era of us helping each other, us working together, and us using violence as a teachable moment instead of a reason to be more violent. So, nice. Yeah, going back that far into the cannabis community, I mean, it, it's... I mean, people did business a certain way back then in that market, and if you've been in it that long and you, you know, you were straight up, you were going to have a pretty long, uh, long career in it and and business in it, and uh, hopefully that rolls over into today's market where you get a lot of people outside the cannabis community as we know it in California coming in, mm-hmm. putting in seven eight million dollars and losing their ass because they don't know what they're doing. How how much of a road was it? Because I deal with social equity applicants. I represent several of them here in Los Angeles, and right. it's been a cluster. We should talk offline. We should talk Absolutely. offline. Um, I, I'm knee-deep in it here, and I represent the actual SEAs themselves against the big right. corporations trying to fuck them, predatory practices. Um, and I'm sure you're aware of what's going on in L.A. It's what yes. a mess it's been. Um, how, how long was the... Uh, was the road from when you started the process to when you opened up in November of uh, 18. Okay. So for us, we have a, like a spiritual life story, how everything happened. It wouldn't have happened this way, but it happened. 
We got our license. We won the lottery in January. Of what um, year? After January. January of uh, um, 17 or 18? Um, 17, yeah. So January 17, you win the license. You have to then find um, property. Um, property, money, all of that. Because you gave a poor person a license in a billion dollar industry and no information on what to do. So actually, no, it was 18. It was 18. It was 18. Okay. It was January of 18. Just so yeah, we got this license. We um, I had a bunch of people come in try to offer me deals. I had have a heart try to buy me out. Just you know, different the usual suspects. And I was like, no, I knew my work. Um, which we'll get to. I'm sure we'll get to the point about the equity program and the pros and cons. Um, it's one of them is knowing your worth and you know mm-hmm. having education on your work. But we did that. We had a bunch of people try to give us properties that had liens on them. It was just crazy. There was a property we had looked at in Oakland that I knew was of value because it was directly across the street from the Oakland Coliseum. And um, it was a grow operation from a company called Grizzly Peak, and they had retail space. They applied for a license for the retail, but they got it. They they applied for a general license, didn't get it, but they still have the space. So it was like, well, hey, how can we work out a deal so we can get the space? Y'all can grow y'all weed and we can be a happy marriage. We worked on that from March until we opened November 18th. Um, They gave us startup capital. Um, in a loan and to get any equity in the store, um, no ownership or anything. We uh, strategically increased certain other things that we would pay them for, like with them being a landlord. Sure. Can't like say sure. everything, but we increased ways to pay them that way. And then also made agreements to buy product from them and allow them to be our management team as far as hiring and firing. But there were stipulations in that if they didn't do A, B, and C, buy DC, D, uh, D, E, and F, we can cut that part out and stuff happened. We end up cutting that part out. So we're not even tied that way anymore. It's just straight landlord tenant and then pay back our loan. But normal general equity applicants aren't going to have that business savvy to have that conversation to negotiate that deal. You know what I'm saying? We were like in a special circumstance because I'm smart, have businesses, know how to talk. Brittany was smart, come from the cannabis background. We were able to come in that room and be black and y'all not know we black. You know what I'm saying? Whereas other people who you have a poor person licensed in the billion dollar industry that's never made more than, you know, thirty thousand dollars in their life, they're gonna sign in the way for whatever they can get and yeah. get fucked. That's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. you ever have a heart company I, that comes I, in with big I, pockets. I, I, and, I, hey. Actually a lot of my clients unfortunately seem to fall into that other category where they're not educated. Um you know, don't have the business savvy. And I mean, I was telling people to turn down shit left and right. And it was hard for me because some people were getting screwed, but they were getting offered 10, 15 grand a month, you know, and it was hard for me to tell them don't do it. But I told them don't do it. One did anyways. They're going to do what they got to do. But there was just so much predatory practice. And before we go to break real quick for the listeners, Mm -hmm. social equity status Various cities in the state of California have programs to give preferential treatment to people who've been uh, either convicted, have a low income, or were from a disproportionately impacted area, zip codes on the war on crime. And so they've come up with ways to try to help help that group of people, which they call social equity applicants, into the mm-hmm. cannabis space. And it's just been a mixed bag all over the state where they have it. It's been uh, so. So your story so far is like. If someone were to come in to ask me what's the absolute best case scenario, that probably mm-hmm. never will happen. I think is your case. You say call Alfonso. Well, well, That's well, your case. Well, we yeah. got to figure that and out. I mean, are you completely happy with your partners? And then my other question would be: Are, are your partners, you know, um, it doesn't also, sound like he has them also black? Oh, you don't have any partners anymore. There's one other partner, Brittany. Well, yeah, that's well, so my, my, more more is my partner, Brittany Moore. So it's blunt me, and then Brittany Moore is more. So the other people weren't never. They were never partners. They were landlords. And business partners, as far as like a transaction for a loan, yeah, that was it. Yeah, so so you many, had to make sure that was key because as soon as they think they have ownership, but no, it's me and Bree on the store. I mean, uh, unfortunately, here in LA, they allow if if you're a tier one, which is the highest tier you can be, you have to have fifty one percent. The social equity applicant needs to have fifty one percent and control. And every operating agreement, every deal I saw for money coming in was how 10, 10 different ways. How can we get around that? And yep. it was just, it's, it's horrible. And I think it's still going on. And some people are buying into it and others are, they're hanging tough. And when they come to me, I'm, I'm a deal breaker when it comes to, you know, I'm looking out for your rights and how they're trying to screw you down the road. 
and half these agreements wouldn't even get through the Department of Cannabis Control here in L.A. if if they actually read them, which I don't know if they're going to go through all these operating agreements and see how backdoor they really don't own 51%. They really don't control. Yeah. And it's... it's they're just using control. their situation I had to get the property. And some, and some people don't mind. They're like, give me 20 grand a month, do what you want. I mean, yeah. and for them, that right. might not be a bad deal for some people. Um, right. But it's just it's just not right when you're, when well, you're what getting there. that 20 grand don't come in. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back after the break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. We are with Tucky Blunt. Tucky Blunts. Tucky Blunts. AKA Senior Alfonso. From Blunts and More out of Oakland. And he is a social equity applicant that has successfully got his. his the first ever in the world, man. And the very first ever in the world, man. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Think about all the people that you deal with. This guy's the first one to and that was in 18. I mean, that was progressive for Oakland back then to, to yes. do this. That yes. was very progressive. Yes. LA's been yes. dragging on for two years. People have been holding on to property. Unfortunately, they just allowed people to switch to move property before you were locked in the minute you put in your application. So you had to hold this property for two fucking years. Now at least people can let go of properties and they're allowing a, a notice of uh, address change. But for, for, to have that status back in 18, I mean, my hat's off to you, and that, that's, you know, congratulations are in order. It's, it's, two years later, congratulations. It's, it's a lot, but the program itself, I say this any time I get a chance, the program itself was a great concept, great idea, it's doing great things. But it's just like anything. It needs oversight. It definitely needs education, and it definitely needs funding. Now, when I say education, I don't mean in a book. I mean, education is, like you said, teach these people about predatory lending practices. Um, you have, in Oakland, we have a thing called a technical assistance program that are supposed to help people like us, but they're getting paid and not doing anything. They're asking me to come train people. How are you getting paid by the state, but you want me to come in for free to train people? No, I need some money too. Right. So if we can get people part of the... You can't have people making decisions in the space that's not in the space. Sure. Period. Doctor. Sure. Well, Period. yeah. 
period point blank but, but yet we have like, but we have so many but we have the, <laughs> we have the entire government fucking government making our rules who have never been in this never space. even smoked a joint and that and nor never. do they even hire people that are in that but space i mean just to, like here they're supposed to have that technical assistance and it just you know i think some of the cities i mean it sounds good they may have good intentions i don't know a lot of it's politics you know if you look at la there was a bunch of shit going on we actually broke a story with one of my applicants who caught a Ooh. an aide talking about people getting in early i don't know if you saw any ever saw any of that um that was actually my client who came to me saying craig went to talk to this guy and my my husband happened to be taping it and he was talking about the 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 russians yeah, armenian yeah. mob armenian mob getting just in crazy everybody shit. got in, in dirty 30 minutes early to the portal and just all kinds of crap and it really unfortunately it didn't make a fucking bit of difference no no and what are those pros and cons as you kind of mentioned earlier that you see mm -hmm. for social equity as you're the first ever to go there and i'm sure a million cats from the town to new york have come up to you and said tucky blunt help me alfonso what do i need to do so break down for the listener that's out there that's going damn i got a record i know people are right. approaching me or i want to get in the game lace us up okay so give me a minute because this is like a couple parted answer one as far as everybody getting reform everybody getting out of jail for cannabis has to happen they got to get out but that also comes with us voting in the right elections and not just in the ones we think we pose a voting you got to vote for your city councils yes. and your mayors and people have to understand that the bottom so up so true all people black white pink whatever we all have to do that for whoever we vote because by the time it gets to the presidential it's too late even though you still got to vote, but by then the decision's already made. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, whatever. So that's part of it. Two, if you want to get in this space, really want to be in this space. What I mean by that is, yeah, free everybody that's been locked up for it. But do I want everybody that's locked up for it to come into the space and they're really not going to approach this like a business? Then fuck it up, get closed, lose money, go in debt. And then that's going to be what the rest of the community talks about. Ah, look at that black person in the cannabis space. We told you this was going to happen. So if you are going to get in the space, go to your Oakster dams, get your learning, get your certificates, you know, reach out and get training on the field you want to be in. But also don't come in here thinking everyone's going to open a dispensary and everyone's going to grow weed. Those are two of the hardest things to do in the cannabis space anywhere, whether it's legal or illegal, is grow weed and sell weed. So if you think that you could just get into that, don't 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 come in expecting to get into that. No, I, I not like to kill anyone's dreams, but you have Sorry, to be Craig. real. Like everyone <laughs> wants to grow and sell. That's the main question I get. Like, can we grow and sell? No, everyone can't grow and sell. Learn how to make the lights that go into dispensaries. I mean, learn how to do security. Learn how to do the deliveries. It's learn how to host podcasts about weed. Like, there's other stuff that you can do. So my main thought when I tell people if they want to get in it is make sure they really want to get in it, do the training that it takes to be in it, and then then we see what happens. You know what I mean? But you got a lot of people who are just going to get out and jump in the game. I believe that's going to fuck us up. Yeah, Big I mean, time. We, it's going to have a, a, a negative effect. Yeah, we, we see that all the time. And it's, it's funny you say about dream killing. That's what we called ourselves in uh, in 18 when the regs came into play and people would come in for a, a, a consult about getting into the business and they were getting out of the, the illicit market at that point or even the the legal cooperative uh market back then right. and we'd say look it's it's a lot different you know eyes wide open it's just not going to be what you think it is you can't just come in and for you know 20 grand open up a store you know you got to have a half a million dollars you got to have the business sense you got to have a, a team you got to have a cpa you got to have the right law you got to have the right compliance team it's just not as easy as you think and uh and we probably turned away not turned away probably made more people run away than, than we've taken in as opposed to you know talking lots of fluff and just you know retaining anybody who wanted what? to pay guess what and not to cut you off but guess what that's a good thing because they weren't ready to be in the business that's all all the stuff you named off are things that you're going to need to run a successful business so if that runs you off then you don't need to be in this business it's okay with no, it. no, i, I agree Okay. No, I mean okay. I agree, and and that we we never we never That's the harsh reality of we facts. never wavered from that. Even though people were willing, and there were other attorneys taking money from people who wanted to get in it without giving them that eyes wide open talk, and we just you know just not something we wanted to do because I didn't want to get in you know ten twenty thirty grand into it, and all of a sudden this isn't going to happen. Uh, that's not how right. we you know how we did things. So, um, right. and and then as far as the social equity applicants, all of them we've done. 
I wouldn't say pro bono. It's one of the we we've done those things where it's if you get successful on this deal, you know, take care right. of us down the road. But until then, we're going right. to give you the support and backing. And we have about six or seven people that we chose to work with that otherwise they wouldn't have any type of access to legal support. Or, uh, and especially going through the operating agreements and all those corporate documents that all these people were throwing at these guys, and they had no clue. Well, I think there's a huge- Most of that shit is garbage. It most is. of that, like, I have contracts, we have, like, you know, most of that shit is a bunch of bullshit. It's like, okay, just like, <laughs> for, put it in a one, give me a one pager. Why that's do I us. need to know this, 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 this? But, you know, that's another way to throw people off. If you're not willing to read that, Oh, you, you may not be willing to do yeah, this correctly. You, don't, you don't sign deals that you don't realize have you X'd out by page three. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the education piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's, it's you you would think it'd be a logical thing to do, but again, we are dealing with a industry that is being ran by people not in the industry. Yeah, they're they're using uh, know, huh? they're using uh, LLC membership transfer agreements that are 30, 40, 50 pages long with crap in there that someone else wrote 20, 30 years ago and they're using the same goddamn document over and over and over and over. I mean, when you come to Good us, pace. we'll give you a one or two page document, man. You take that to them and say if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Depends what side of the coin you're on, what kind it's of bargain you said than done and who's represent people. How hard was that, too, right. for you, Tucky Blunt, as we're talking to Tucky Blunt from Blunt's and More Dispensary in Oakland? How hard was that dealing with the do you need legal representation when you're such a smart cat yourself? You're looking at this going, man, I can figure this shit out myself. Did you still need to search for legal counsel? Well, for us, another cold situation. Part of our team is a legal cannabis counsel. Uh, in Florida, and Brittany's mom was a cannabis paralegal. So we had legal attached to us from the jump, which worked out. Nice. I always had questions. You know what I mean? I don't know legal jargon, so I would be looking up words, pulling them out the dictionary, seeing what they meant, applying them to the page. And then if I had questions, I had in-house legal. But that's something that I feel the city should provide. And the city, the technical assistance program is ran by attorneys. They're not cannabis attorneys. It's just right. like... it's. They don't know nothing. You, you know, I think I think what happens is is right now with with the the social equity, you know, because I, I spoke to a lot of them myself, and they were asking for advice and help, and you know, I I sat there, and and some of them had these visions that were unobtainable. So you know, on on one side, I'm like, you know, you 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 can't expect someone to drop you know ten million dollars on you and then let you run the whole $10 million, right? Without right. any say so, because that's kind of what it, what it comes to. And, and it's like, you, you know, so that's a scary pr proposition for, for an investor. You no, know? I mean, I get both sides, but it doesn't mean they have to be predatory. Right. I mean, the rules are no, the rules. Uh, no, and, and I, I agree with not being predatory, but, but, but there should have been, you know, doing it the proper way would have said, hey, if you're going to spend more than 30% of, you know, this amount of this million dollars, we need to be, you know, completely involved in, it or in the, those decisions. And then if it goes above that, then it goes to this next level, like a tiered system. There he is. Yeah. Is that the baller? <laughs> Hold on, y'all. It's whole, it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, y'all. No problem. We all working from home, right? Um, yeah. So it's it's just it's a, it's it's a trip you say that about just you know how everything is, but it's like, man, it's just it's just I don't know. Like, how can I describe how we had to deal with the legal stuff? It was just more so just like. If you got people that you can give some knowledge to and just have them understand what they're going into and know their worth and know their value, that's just a start. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 bare minimum. So they can be like, okay, cool. You got some people that just are going to sign away. Just they don't care. They're not paying attention. It's money dangling in front of them. It's cool. And these business, you know, these sharks know that they they know that they're going to find the ones that that don't care. But what is wrong with you owning 49 percent and still being able to make decisions? Like, I don't I don't understand what is the whole majority thing with. The big companies, if you know that this equity person is going to help get your license up and you can talk them into having your name on the store and still letting you have some form of the control, most of these people with the 51% don't want the control and don't want to be at the store. I like to be at my store and talk to my customers and do all the stuff and learn everything about the business. Sean from Burners on Hate in Frisco, he wants to be, he's the general manager, he, like, he wants to be that person. Some of them don't. There's nothing wrong with you still having your majority 
and them still doing all the shit. Like if these other if these bigger companies can understand that, but again, we dealing with people that don't understand hustle, they don't understand the weed game, they don't understand none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So they don't they're not thinking that for them two percent is not gonna change anything. Because at the end of the day, you can write within the contract if you start doing stupid shit. We're going to say stop doing stupid shit three times, and then after that, we take over. You can put ways in there to do what you got to yeah. do, and then the person on the other end can throw their. Well, you know, the funny thing okay, is, though, in, in LA, they can't relinquish their ownership to the to the non-social equity partner. I mean, they've the way they've made the rules, it makes it really tough on a you know company that wants to come in and invest on uh, it just. Like, like you've been saying, though, the people who made up all these rules, it sounds good, the social equity status, they're helping people out, but they're not, they're, not, they're not doing it in a way that's really practical and how people are going to come out. And I, I think I really like your angle, too, as far as if you're going to have these programs, I mean, make sure that it's really set up so a black person person of color can be successful so you don't get that negative stigma if something goes down like you were saying earlier that you just don't want you know you don't want failures because it wasn't done properly and then you're going look we told you waste of money blah 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 whatever you said earlier and uh, i think that's really important but the the legislators and i like what you said too about voting from the city council up because the city council actually is the most the the biggest vital group that's one of the most vital pieces of the government. Like, I remember going to school hearing about checks and balances and knowing the legislator from the judicial branch, like, you have to start at the local level to help craft the rest of the tree. But I don't I don't know if this is something that's totally off subject, but I think it's something that's going on nationwide where they're not, they're not teaching our kids ignorance. about... It's just ignorance of not being able to learn it. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, I mean, because it's in, in cannabis, especially... People in don't want to vote especially, or whatever it is. Especially in California, the uh, right. everything starts at the city level. Right. If, if, if the city council has to has to pass an ordinance allowing for cannabis in that city, or the people yep. of the city have to pass an initiative, and some so people you, think it's the governor. Or so, oh, we got to make sure we vote for the governor. No, no, no. no. Exactly. Yeah, you got to go in and find no. out who the city council people are. Are they behind are they cannabis? And we, we got to get people out there too, and always. vote. We got to we we got what we call smoke the vote. People got to get out there and vote every top hip-hop artist i've been bitching about this for three years they should be blasting out voting go vote for a cannabis friendly and and every week on the show i come up with in in some city state at the city state or federal level there's all kinds of candidates who are coming out in favor of legalizing cannabis in their campaign information not hidden in the right. back not you know right. I don't want to really talk about it, but I'm for it. But literally in your face, I'm smoking a joint as a candidate. And there's right. just so many people out there like that. We need to get everybody out to vote. And I'll get off my horse. Well, I can't my... speak on the rappers and why some do, some don't. But I can speak on me. I'll be goddamn. I'm going to do everything in my power so people can see people like us are willing to vote, are trying to put the right people to office, are willing to talk about what needs to be done in the space, about putting the right people in the space. I don't have no like leash because it's me. I'm being genuinely me and I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm just calling it how it needs to be called based on my experience of selling cannabis since I was 16 in East Oakland. So a lot of my traits, they may come off of, oh, cool, cool, or he being an asshole. I don't give a fuck because the shit has to be said so people can understand like it, it, it can be done a certain way and all this could be right. But it has to be me. I don't have to be the one making. I want to get bro. into that East, you know, East Oakland growing up because I'm from the Bay as well, right? So yep. you know, we've crossed paths, have mutual friends, and yep. growing up in East Oakland or Oakland period, being black. If you know Oakland, you know Grape Street, and you know the brothers out there. It wasn't Crips and Bloods. It was Grape Street, and you know you go to the lake. And how did you deal with selling weed? And that mentality, I mean, maybe you are Grape Street. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, how did you deal I'm, with that? I'm, I'm from the deep. I'm from the deep east. So we're from, I'm from 80th. Um, but how just how I moved in the game for me was from my daddy. My daddy never fucked with me in the game, never sold weed with me until we got grown, grown. We don't fuck. He, ne he never did that. He taught me how to detail cars. So I've been detailing cars for 30 years. But how he sold his weed, I noticed he never went to jail. How he did that was, it was a transaction. It was, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to come in, we're going to do this transaction, I'm going to smoke some of the weed I just sold you, and then I'm going to go home. 
So I'm like, well, damn, if I want to sell weed, that's how I'm going to have to do it. And then once I started working and realized all of my associates that I worked with smoke, it was just like, I don't need to go to the corner. Going to the corner is how you get caught up. Yeah. The reason why I got caught up that day and how I was out, I was on the turf for about a seven month period in between my son being born. I had, I was in between jobs. So I was like, let me go to the turf. Had I never made that move to go to the turf, I wouldn't be talking to y'all now. Yeah. Because I would never get caught. Like, I always feel like if I want to sell weed as a business, the goal is to not get caught. Standing on somebody's corner is yeah. how you get caught. That's not the way you're yeah. advertising yourself. You're, you're basically saying, I'm selling this product that you know I'm going to go to jail for, so please come get me. At least I'm selling it behind a closed door, in a business, with a person, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's not out there. So that's that's how I was able to survive in these open as a weed man and, and a cookie man. Like, people know me for selling weed pastry since 2001. So it's just like, that's just, I've just been moving like that forever. And I always move myself as a store, a brand, and a business. So well, I don't know. It, just, it well, wasn't meant to be me, I guess. So, <laughs> so we're with the Alfa- Alfonso Tookie Blunt. You know why? Because Tookie, Tookie was the dude from uh, Tookie, Tookie Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah I keep thinking of Tookie Williams. I'm like, are you guys related? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, uh, go, we'll, go. we'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk. We're with Tucky Blunt right here. <laughs> Tucky Blunt, well, Tucky Blunt. Oh, it's Tucky. I thought Tucky it was Tucky Blunt. You know what? I'll, Sorry, Craig. Before we get started, I want to give a special thanks to Jeremy, Jennifer, Elvis, Chubbs, Peanut, and don't forget Black Eye Pit. Pit, yeah, our brother Pit with the Black Eye Steel. Our brother, our brother came to work and he said he fell in the shower yeah and he had a oh, cut on his okay. eye with a big old knot on his eye hurt finger oh no, man. man don't be disrespecting a woman like that again at home yeah she <laughs> she beat you up <laughs> she whooped him nice she did man so no it, it's a, it, this is a fun part of the show man before we get into the the high five i want to tell you something you know right now you've been on um you know different podcasts different you know shows and different you know uh outlets can you talk about some of those outlets that you have been on uh, yeah, I've been on Sway, like you said earlier, good dude had me out there. I went out there for my birthday. So I did Sway, Karen Hunter, my birthday, um, which was dope. She's like, why are you here on your birthday? I'm like, man, I got to spread the word, whatever day it is. So that was right. great. Um, I've been on, because I feel like if I'm not willing to come on my birthday, that's being stagnant. Like, I really need to get this message out there to as many people as possible. So again, it's an honor and pleasure for me to be here. Thank but you. Um, I've done them this year. I've been for, uh, Forbes. Did me a feature on 420 at 420 with a uh, Warren Bobro, good dude. I met him when I was in New York as well. Um, I did Black Enterprise recently. Um, I'm doing Cannabis Talk 101 right now, which I mean, is like, that's huge. Hell yeah! Um, I'm doing Fox Soul next week. They reached out. I've just been 
I just been y'all know whoever run y'all emails. I send email. I get up every morning at five and send my bio to somebody, and I'm just persistent and you know trying to get the message out there. So now, how long have you been doing all these interviews? And is something that kind of just happened, or did it happen Um, around you know when you first opened in November, or it finally is kind of starting to hit? No, so when we first opened, before we were opening, people caught wind that we was finna open. People started kind of like getting inklings. But once we opened, we had our local coverage, and it was just for me, I'm our marketing department. So I try to think of ways I can market without spending a lot of money because we don't have a lot of money. Believe it or not, everybody think we're rich, but we're not. <laughs> um, so I try to think of ways to market without spending money, and that's me. So if I got to get on a plane to go meet somebody, to go interview, to Get your bio together. Um, I forgot who it was I was talking to. Um, oh, Erica Diaz. She does something called a table of 20. And she was like, uh, send me your bio. She uh, honored me at one of her events and did, had never met people before or anything. And I was like, shit, I don't have a bio. Let me get a bio. <laughs> and that was um, in uh, like the beginning of 2019. And I've just been on ever since. I feel like if I haven't sent my bio to five outlets, I'm lagging because I need to be on everything that that will allow me to be on you know what i mean so props to iheart radio for you know allowing y'all to do that because my brother works for iheart and i came yell and he couldn't do nothing all he could do was mention us on air but when i seen iheart i'm like dude times are changing so i'm just like i said i'm honored media is uh it's not new to me because i used to be a rapper and i used to be on stage a lot i used to throw parties in oakland like you know joe said i've, I've been around but i don't mind sharing knowledge so if that means I got to be the spokesperson for my store, fuck yeah, that's free promotion. I don't have to pay me. So yeah, I don't. <laughs> Man, you know, I used to love going ass. to Oakland back in the days when I'd go to East 14th and I'd go to Flint's Barbecue. You know about Ooh. Flint's? Boy, oh boy, we would Flint's, leave high school. Flint's I would sell right my, my lunch store. tickets to go Flint's get me a slab of ribs from Flint's Barbecue. If people crazy. have no idea. I mean, they got that's Everton me. Jones out there, but Flint's Barbecue, that's the old no, spot. Chucky is the one. Chucky is the one. Chucky, let's get a little flow real quick. We want to. Yeah, let's hear an old flow. Good one. Good one. You got one for us. Like you're on East 14th hanging out. I do. I do. All right. Oh, you. I've got put on the spot to rap. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We we need to do it. We got to pull one out the chambers. All right. I've been the weed man, 24 and counting. Big bags. That's your baby mama about me. You mad and that's really not shocking. LTD in front of nanny house. Clean as fuck knocking. You claim you blowing good, but all I smell is gelato. That shit is watered down like an off-brand Moscato. I've been blowing good since the red fence days. Real light green. Four a zip. Them plays. 800 made the dope spot a weed spot. Me and Bert had a rolling bus and hella knocks. Hit me a twin if you wanted to for 10. Just got a call from V. He know I stay ready to spin. It never ends. I got a legal turf now. It's full circle. God, niggas like, wow. Everybody want to ask me how, but I just kept path walking, man, because that's my style. And I'll leave y'all yeah. with that. <laughs> Very nice. That Very was some nice. fire right there. Before we get to the high five, I want to get your thoughts on black ownership in cannabis. What are your thoughts on that overall? It's vital. Um, it's necessary. Um, it's a lot of us out there. And so we all have to get a network together and link up with each other so we know who we are and where we are within the space. But it's vital. No disrespect to any other race, but Negroes are the cannabis space. We set the trends. We set the prices. We everybody want to wear the weed stuff or do the weed. We got our white, you know, our white friends that do our do their thing, you know, but black people run the space and we're not representing the space well at all. And we're out here. But we just got to, you know, it's vital that we speak up and, you know, be willing to show that we are successful and can be successful in this space, in a space that we should run, but they don't want us to. I feel like it's even more minorities because I really look at a lot of the farmers. If you look back in the day, too, you know, even watching some of the old cartel stuff when it went from growing cocaine Don't point to at me when you see. I'm, I'm using my hand. <laughs> he starts aiming at me like, oh, cartel. Well, and, and, well, and ironically, you ready for this, Alfonso? Blue grew yep. up the same way as you. Blue got in the game because his dad was growing and selling as well. So everything you were describing, Blue's just sitting here going, and we've it's heard very his story. Very similar, bro. Very, very similar. His dad 
sold dope, yeah. weed, yeah. he sold weed, it's just the same concept. But Even, my point is, you look at the Latins, you know, they used to, they were growing it out in Mexico, they're growing it here, big old bricks of it. And then, you know, of course, the African American community is, is heavy into it too, but it's a more minority based product. Yeah, and I do be, here. I do be, be having to correct myself on that sometimes. I'm not saying it's everything should be black, it should be black and brown. And I, like I said, I have had to correct myself on that because we are but the people who you see as the space aren't either black or brown. And that's right. a problem. No, I, I think it's, yeah. you said it right though, because you know, the question was towards, you know, black minority owned businesses. And so you're referring to your culture, you know, and, and I, I have to agree with you though, is, is my, my father, you know, was, was very similar to yours. Like he went to work every day. He was a postal service. He was in the union, you know, a military, you know, a Navy, uh, you know, so he, he, but he always said, I'm going to work. And, and then, on top of that, make it my side hustle. It wasn't just my hustle, you know, and, and I think that's the separation between some of us that understand more of the business side of it versus just the street side of it. And a lot of people that are that are in our communities, they only know the street side of it or they, they kind of know this other side of it. Whereas someone like ourselves, we, we were kind of uh, brought up with, uh, hey, you still got to work, you still got to hustle. And now that yep. it becomes work, now it is the work and the hustle. And so it's yeah. a little more, you know, easier for us to get into the industry. And less money to make because you're not doing it. And less market. money to make, yeah. <laughs> and this, this is why stuff like this is important, just talking in the podcast and interviewing and getting the word out because people can see that there are people that look like them, talk like them, dress like them, and act like them. Like, I got suits and ties and all that and can do all that. I got the fedoras. I used to sell weed in a fedora with <laughs> shoes that made noise at the bottom. Like I used to go to the turf dressed like I was going to a goddamn club. So <laughs> you can talk to me. Like people need to see people like them and can be like, damn, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, like that's what that's what needs to be shown. It's not just the corporate you know white person that's doing a successful cannabis space you got the al harrington's you know what i'm saying you got the hope wiseman's you got the needs you know what i mean so it's like you can do it it's just give it back i don't to know the the funny I'm, thing I'm, gonna most, I'm gonna do my part i'm gonna do my part the funny thing is most of those corporate white guys who are coming in aren't lasting very long well they're spending they're a lot fucking going crazy like the guys from medmen craig i've been telling you medmen spending way too much money and they're doing way too much you don't want to listen to me <laughs> you know what I'm I think, um, and you know, it's not nothing against them because I wish everybody, I wish everybody successful because it's money for everybody. But high time trying to buy out all these clubs. Why? Like, I don't like, think it's, it's going to happen. Well, I the big not. deal went didn't go through. They've been trying to buy all those sixteen farms, seventeen dispensaries, and this and that. It's just like, geez, what do you guys? Well, I just doing? read something today. I didn't read the whole article. But I did something. Did I did read something about high times? Uh, I think up in Oakland, maybe a few of the stores mm -hmm. they were going to buy is in trouble mm -hmm. now because of their corporate structure and their ownership changes. And and I don't know. I haven't dealt with Oakland's uh, regulations yet. We don't have a client in that area uh, as far as uh, storefronts go. So I don't know what they ran into. But the whole thing's on paper, stock options, which who knows what they're even going to be well, working. They ran into uh, basically. Um they had BS, BS paperwork and practices, and like you said, the ownership changes. And the thing is with the equity program, we are currently, there's supposed to be four equity dispensaries open before they just did the most recent drawing. We're the only one open. Wow. So oh. did the other ones sell their licenses? Did they, are they trying to get places and it haven't happened yet? We're talking about we've been open two years. We've had the license since the beginning of 18. How are none, none of the other ones open? So they ran into that because one of the dispensaries they were trying to buy was one of the ones where an equity owner gave or whatever his license or whatever they had going on to have a heart but i don't know if it's open yet one and then two does that make it still a social equity or is it against it the rules right because huh? or is it against the rules because in la they're trying to do all kinds of shit sideways with these corporations but at the end of the day when they come into my office and i look at the regulations goes you can't do that I don't care what your lawyer says or the other lawyer thinks he can do work around. You want to have a second set of documents, really? Like not. I don't want to work around. Like, dude, put it in black and white. Let's sign this can't shit do for that. three to five year term, and let's go get money. But you got to have education to be able to have them conversations. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well we're with Tucky Blunts from Blunts and More, Oakland. California, and it is time for the high five. We're gonna Are you give ready? You these five, brother. You ready? Question number I'm one. Ready. Right. I know you said you started young, but how old were you the first time you smoked weed, and where'd you get it 13. from in the town? Thirteen, and I got it from. We were at a like a graduation party for like 
middle school, and one of my homeboys had some weed. Probably got from one of his brothers. That's always good. What is and your it was fa- fired. What is your <laughs> favorite way to use cannabis? I prefer to roll up a nice five, two grams with a little bit of nice, little bit of wax or something on it. Shout out to Burner. Um, good dude. We've had a good talk working on some good shit. But um, yeah, I like. I, I'm old school. I used to like to roll like Swishers, but once I got the little roller, the cookies roller, and I can roll a joint. Oh, that's, give me papers all day vibes. Question number three of the high five: craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? My dispensary. Uh, we were closed, but to be able to smoke at my legal turf. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Yeah, so, awesome. congratulations. It really is. That had to be one of those good feelings. Like, you were just about to lie, like, what the fuck, dog? We in right. my dispensary. I went to jail yeah. for this. I've been selling this shit when I was a kid. This is that. That's Was your pop shit? Did y'all know it's the same zip code? Like, I'm 13 blocks from where I caught my case. Nice. Like, I'm in the same zip code. I caught my case in, and then right back to the five, but y'all got to hear this. Oakland got beat up, all the shit with all the break-ins, all the blah, 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 blah. So we've been on the phone with police, all the different dispensary owners. The cop who's leading the investigation on trying to cancel everything and stop all the stuff is the same cop who arrested me. No. Shut up. And you're working with him. And he's working Come with you on, like, man. what can we do, Alfonso? How can we help? How can we get this started? You're like, motherfucker. You know how you can arrest people or, like or me? Or you send him a box of chocolates because if you hadn't gotten that case. <laughs> he hadn't, if you hadn't arrested me. Right? I man, mean, but we, we've talked about that, but it, that just goes to show like this all, even talking to y'all at this time on this date, Everything is meant to fall in place and it's meant to fall in place. That's it. If it's Question meant to be, it's number meant to be. four of the high five with Tucky Blunt, a.k.a. owner of Blunts and more. Question number four, what is your go-to munchies after you get high? A warm honey bun and some Nestle Quick Strawberry Milk. Oh, I pay for bun. it in the morning. Oh, not a honey bun. That just takes me back honey. to jail <laughs> when you say honey bun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in Redwood City. A big one. Big giant honey bun, warm. Uh, you just leave it whole, just take little pieces, yeah, dip it in the milk. Texas honey uh, bun, huh? That just those are good. Wrong. Those are good. And number five, <laughs> if you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead, dead or alive, alive, who would it be? Other My people. grandmother, the first person who ever took me to a cannabis dispensary. She took, yep. Tell us that story. What do you mean? I, I, I got to hear more. Um, so at 19, I used to always take my granny around, run her errands. That's my, my granny right here. On the oh, beautiful. Sweet. God bless her. Um, she hurt. My dispensary is about five blocks from her house. Same street, but about a five blocks difference. But um, one of her errands was to take me to a store. And I pulled up 19th of Telegraph, downtown Oakland. She came out with a white bag. I'm like, what's that, granny? She like, uh, that's weed. I'm like, you, I mean, she smoked. We all, you know. I'm like, you bought weed out of a store? She said, yeah. I said, I want one of these. This was 1999. And I started working at my first dispensary at the end of 99. But I told her then I wanted a dispensary. Never knew this would happen. But yeah, I would love to smoke a joint with her right now in my parking lot. Nice. Very nice. 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 I think your grandma took you to your first dispensary, a legal dispensary, but still. That's great. great. Did you see grandma smoking weed or you just knew of her smoking weed? Yeah. No, every, like, when they had parties and cookouts and stuff at the house and they playing dominoes, I'm peeping through the thing. They just smoking. She liked to roll her papers. She grew weed before. Like, yeah, no, weed is prevalent in in my family, so. That's dope. Yeah, I guess Blunt. Hey, Blunt was the perfect last name. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tucky, man, we want to thank you for being on Cannabis Talk 101. And, uh, you know, we do appreciate you and we're, we're supporters of you. Uh, anything else before we get out of here, man? Man, just shout out to the whole cannabis space. Shout out to everybody that's uh, been working with me. Um, shout out to Weed Map. They've been really um, helpful and stuff I've been trying to do. Shout out to you guys for having me. Um, and then just anything that y'all ever need from me, need me to talk, need me to help, need me to, I'm here. We'll be in Oakland. You, you, you. Well, yeah, you when you come to LA, make sure you touch base with us. And Craig, you should yeah. probably touch base with him. We will. Some of your gonna get your, I'm going to get your number. We'll touch base with yep. some of that stuff. Yep. Man, yep. thank you for being on the show, man. It's Cannabis Talk thank 101. Remember Appreciate this. Y'all. Remember this, guys. If no one else loves you, we do. Peace. Peace, brother. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.